Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, hello. What is good, my lovely people? I know I certainly am. The vibes are high. The sun has just set. I am here drinking some Alive Ancient Mushroom Elixir by GTs. That is me spilling the tea for today because you know I'm always making a mess, but I always know how to clean up after myself. That's what we do here on the Wellness Wave podcast. We are all about endless expansion and growth, but also slowing down and taking rests when we need to. That is an equally important part of the process as being productive and getting on our grind and all that good-ish. So this drink that I've got in my hand, it's not at all how I was expecting it to taste, but it's pretty good. It's got adaptogenic mushrooms, including reishi chaga and turkey tail. Hope you all had a beautiful Thanksgiving, by the way. Mine was, I'm not going to lie, kind of weird. I've been feeling super hormonal because I was just on my uh, in my menstrual phase of my cycle, but I'm finally out of that. Thank God, because I was having a rough time emotionally there for a week or two. Anyways, this also has ceremonial matcha, raw apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, dark amber maple, vanilla extract, erythritol, and stevia. I don't love the uh, sweetener additives. I don't understand why they can't just put the maple in there and call it a day because I honestly, it is a little sweet, but it is good. Anyways, not complaining, just sharing what I'm drinking right now because you know that's what we got to do here I really would like to get into consuming mushrooms more in general the fungi fungi however you want to pronounce it it's a pretty wild kingdom I would love to do an episode on just how we can learn from these species for our own growth and spiritual purposes anyways I'm rambling continuing to spill the tea. So like I said, finally on the other side of my menstrual phase of my cycle. Um, Really glad to be that way. This one was really taking me out. I feel like though I'm really getting in tune with my cycle and what the different phases are throwing my way. And another beautiful thing is that I am recognizing that all of these mini seasons are impermanent. I feel for me personally, it's really easy to get sucked into the dread of PMS and it's not fun for the girls who get it get it I've mentioned though throughout recent episodes that cycle syncing is playing a much more integrated role in my daily life learning how to eat with the like according to the time of my cycle I'm also seed cycling so I don't know if I've been doing it long enough to really share any impacts it hasn't been obvious to me but I have an episode planned for next month to talk about seed cycling. So hopefully by that point, I will have noticed some serious effects because 
You guys, my PMS, it's like the anxiety goes berserk and I am so hypersensitive to every sensation in my body and I go a little crazy and I don't love that I do that because I know it it takes a toll on my relationships, to be honest, more than anything. I mean, also just my general nervous system um, feeling aligned and regulated. As women with menstrual cycles, it's pretty obvious that our society is not built for us. I could blame capitalism, but I think any other system that currently exists will not be any more effective. Uh, there is a massive push for equality between men and women, which of course is important regarding career opportunity, pay, and whatever. However, I think that this failure persists and that we as a society do not honor this cycle. So many of us women, myself included, place this pressure on ourselves to perform with the same energy levels, dedication, and persistence every single day of the month. And how can we not? Even when we're told to slow down and for our health and rest when we need it, we feel that we're watching the world race by us. You're now falling behind and you're playing this endless game of catch up. Then you feel this immense pressure resting on your shoulders. You have to finish this project, pay those bills, schedule this appointment, send that email. You need to finally make that gym membership worth the money you're spending on it. Stop letting produce go to waste. Stop procrastinating on XYZ. The list goes on and on and on. And it becomes so overwhelming that you feel stuck. You have decision fatigue. You don't know what to prioritize. And you are ready to shut down and hide from the world, go into hibernation, especially when we are hitting these shorter days, the colder months, we get affected by seasonal affective disorder. And we just don't feel like doing anything. You know what I mean? I'm sure that you have experienced what I'm talking about before. And then even when you have energy and feel a bit more motivated, it's easy to fill your schedule with busy work that doesn't actually fill your soul because it feels safer. You don't have to risk the disappointment if it doesn't work out. Because let's be honest, when you aren't approaching life with the right mindset, chasing your dreams can be effing scary. Even if you do have the right mindset, it can feel effing scary. But you know what else is scary? Roller coasters, going on a date with someone you like, skiing, moving away from home, falling in love. Life is full of things that will scare you. It's totally, absolutely inevitable. And if you want to see real growth and expansion in your life, that pressure isn't going anywhere until you build the momentum to break through it and embody it. And if you want to continue evolving outward and upward, you're going to continue hitting ceiling after ceiling with lesson after lesson to teach you. Let's talk about the metamorphosis of a butterfly because this is crazy stuff, y'all. This is not an easy process, I'll tell you that. I would imagine if they had big enough brains, it would probably be really painful. I don't know if they experience pain like that. They probably do. I don't know. When the caterpillar is physically ready for this transformation, there's an increase in a hormone that separates the outer coating from the body like a snake skin. This is what becomes the chrysalis. 
after this, enzymes are released that literally dissolve cells in the muscles and organs. Literally dissolve the cells. Like this shit is decaying, leaving behind only the vital cells. How insane that the caterpillar literally decays to become a butterfly. Then new specialized cells create the new body and wings in a really, really fast amount of time. Now pay attention to this part. When the butterfly is ready to emerge, it pushes repeatedly against the walls using hydraulic pressure of fluid in its abdomen. When it's finally able to push through, the fluid from its abdomen gets pumped into the wings to allow them to expand for flight. Baby girl, you are that butterfly if you want to be. Whatever challenge you are facing or pain you're dealing with, it's not there to break you. It's there to make you. So you can taste the freedom of soaring through the air, that flight. Mm. We all want to feel that freedom, don't we? I know for me, that's like on the top of my list for things that I want to get feel in life. I want to feel freedom and I want to feel security, but isn't that an interesting dichotomy right there? How can we have both freedom and security? I don't know. That's not what this episode is about, but just something to, something to think about, right? Now, I'm not saying all of this to romanticize your suffering or even to make sense of it because it's not your job or my job. I'm about as guilty as they come when it comes to overanalyzing difficult emotions and sensations. And it's definitely important to listen to your body. Of course, that's how we, you know, stay healthy and and drink water when we need it and eat food when we need it, rest when we need it. But how true is it that we're creating psychological stressors and feeling like something must be wrong with us if we aren't further along in our healing journey? We say, oh, but I've been doing all of this shadow work and mindfulness exercise. I've been moving my body and eating right. So why am I still suffering? And you guys, the honest truth is we don't need to find a reason. In holistic medicine, there's always this goal to find the root cause of an issue instead of treating a symptom or a group of symptoms. Don't get me wrong. I'm really here for this concept and would rather do this than slap on a band-aid, or pop some pills. However, for those of us anxious overthinkers, I think this can quickly lead to a spiral because it feels like we can endlessly go deeper. Oh, I have this neck pain. It must be because of misalignment, which must be because of inflammation, which is because of stress, which is because of hormone imbalances, which is because of some pathogen or trauma, which is because of weakened immunity, because of intergenerational trauma and dysfunction, yada, yada. Like, you can just keep going. And I also don't think it's like quite as simple as X causes Y causes Z. It's more like X causes Z and Y causes X and X causes Z and Z causes A. And, you know, it's so intricate. So again, it's not our job to analyze this. We're doing everything all of our doctors and guides and practitioners, etc., are telling us to do, but we're still miserable and suffering. When the things that are supposed to work and help don't seem to be working and helping, you will eventually spiral into escapism. You decide, oh, I'm way too exhausted. I can't keep this up anymore. It's not worth the energy. 
I feel hopeless. Escapism is a mental diversion from unpleasant or boring aspects of daily life. Because in this modern era, we've all decided that we can't put up with feeling uncomfortable. The human ego is a result-seeking mechanism. We're hardwired to seek more pleasurable alternatives when we are uncomfortable. And in our modern society, it's dangerously easy to find hits of dopamine and serotonin and feel-good chemicals through instant gratification, which if you want to learn more about instant gratification and delayed gratification, which is the key to success, please go listen to episode 11. It's a good one, you guys. And yeah, we can watch TV, we can play video games, we can resort to drugs and alcohol, we can scroll on social media. We can do so many things that require virtually no effort. This leads to an endless cycle of pain equals reward. Pain equals reward. Pain equals reward. Pain equals reward equals pain equals reward. Right? instead of meaningful effort and intention equals reward. So this ultimately teaches the brain to associate negative feelings with positive rewards. This is the addiction cycle, my friends. No bueno. Not a place that you want to get stuck. But at the same time, if you feel like you're stuck in that place where you are addicted to some substance or some action, a person, a place, a thing, whatever it may be, just know that it is absolutely possible for you to get out of that cycle. It may be painful to get out of that cycle. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's as easy as you let it be. Does that make sense? It doesn't have to be hard, but we make it hard because we are so reluctant to change and so resistant towards the possibility of something being difficult because that's that's what our society has led us to, to think, to believe. Modern society has really failed us by allowing everything to be accessible at the click of a button. And this is good in a lot of ways. It helps us learn and it helps us connect. But it also kind of takes away our learning and connection at the same time. Because again, there's no effort there. It takes effort to change and to grow. But just because it takes effort doesn't mean you shouldn't go for it. And again, just because it's effortful doesn't mean it has to be difficult or painful or involve suffering. I grew up with things coming very easily and naturally to me. Like school was always really easy. I just excelled in a lot of ways. And so when I got a bit older and things were a bit more challenging, I felt this resistance towards it because I thought that meant something was wrong with me if things didn't come easily. But As I have gotten older, I've learned how to enjoy the journey in the process more and found joy in being challenged. But first, I had to learn some hard lessons, and I know that I will continue learning lessons as I grow and expand and, again, endlessly evolve. We are all going through these constant cycles, the ups and downs, the waves. That's why this show is called The Wellness Wave, because it's never going to be linear. Your journey, your healing your progress, they were never designed to be linear. That would be so freaking boring. Are you kidding me? Like that, I know that if you're in a bad place right now, it might be feel overwhelming 
to think that it's never going to end. But then when you're on the upside of things and you start to like find yourself getting a little restless or a little bored, you need to recognize that when life throws challenges your ways, your your way, your ways, your way, they don't have to be some like hindrance to your overall success and to, you know, like appreciate the hard times. Appreciate the dips, man, because they'll teach you things, let me tell you. I know I am far from the only person who fell particularly dangerously into the cycle of pain equals reward during the pandemic. When I was in high school and college, I drank and smoked pretty frequently, and maybe this isn't quote-unquote normal, but it's definitely very common, and I would tell myself it was just a phase that I would grow out of, which I eventually did, but not without falling into some pretty harmful habits first. And as I feel like many lessons have come my way or like the universe basically has had to force me out of situations because I was too stubborn to get out of them myself or didn't have the willpower to get out of them myself. And I feel like when you don't cultivate that willpower and let the universe kind of take control because the universe is going to take you I mean you you don't get me wrong you have control over your reality but if you're manifesting something and you want something but you're having a hard time getting over the hurdle the universe will do it for you will take care of it for you don't you worry but it might not be gently right and that's what they always say be careful what you wish for right so back to my drinking and smoking marijuana by the way not anything like (laughs) don't worry I never smoked crack I mean if you if you have or if you do no judgment but also that's we need to talk (laughs) anyways I told myself it was a habit that I would grow out of plus a lot of my friends were struggling way more with dependency than I was so I just brushed it off and told myself I didn't have a problem I also got caught in this limiting belief that I was more fun and interesting to be around when I was high or drunk which I'm pretty certain was not actually the case at all, lol. But anyways, in comes COVID-19, and I pretty quickly fall into a bad habit of smoking weed nonstop. I mean, serious challenge doing anything without getting high first. When I wasn't high, I was bored or depressed. Now, I'm not here saying weed can't be very helpful for certain people, I recognize people's bodies react very differently to marijuana, and it's certainly an improvement over painkillers. So if you're smoking and that's what's working for you, I'm not necessarily telling you that you have to stop, but I know for me personally, it was a, it was an escapism mechanism. It was a coping mechanism that I had taken to the extremes. I had taken too far, and it was making it really hard for me to stay present. I felt like I was living on autopilot. I was living in just this constant haze and it it felt like I wasn't really living my life. So I kept manifesting and asking the universe, like, please help me stop doing this because for a while I, you know, bought a little bit and would tell myself I'm just going to smoke on the weekends or I'm just going to smoke at night. But that pretty much never happened. I would end up smoking, waking and wake and baking, wake and baking, waking and baking every single day. And I would just end up telling myself, okay, I just need to smoke all of this. And once this is all gone, then I'm not going to get any more. But if you are familiar with this kind of dependency cycle, you know that that's not 
necessarily true. Chances are you're going to get more or you're going to start relying on friends and hanging out with people just to indulge. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've been a mooch at many points in my life (laughs) and I don't like being that person, but I also know myself well enough that if I have something on my person, I am going to 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 get going with it so yeah it got to a point where I can safely say I was addicted to marijuana and a lot of people will roll their eyes if you say something like that but it's real and withdrawal from it is real and it's hard because marijuana is like a little bit more on the on the boundary of like is this okay or healthy for me and a lot of people can do it frequently and it's no problem for them at all it's not again it's not like something like crack or even alcohol where doing it 24-7 is like going to really, really, really damage you. Although I'm not so sure that that's the case because there's been a lot more research coming out that says like for some people, it can actually do a lot more harm than good. I think that I am one of those people. I was just noticing I felt like it was affecting my digestive system. Again, I was really brain foggy for a while. I told myself that I needed it to be creative, but then it got to a point where I couldn't even do that. I actually just started getting really anxious when I smoked. And get back to what I was saying about how the universe kind of forces you out of situations. I had several panic attacks while I was high and that was the universe being like, okay, you need to stop this now. You've been asking to stop and here it is. This is what you ha- this is what it's come to. But an- another thing that I kind of wanted to point out with me smoking and relying on this escapism is I felt like The only way for me to get in touch with my spirituality and my higher self was when I smoked. And there's a reason they call it getting high, right? I felt like when I smoked, my higher self would say, okay, the weed has got this. We're going to go sit on the back burner and shrink away because our services are clearly not needed here. So then when I would not be high and not smoke, higher self would be nowhere to be found. And then it got to a point where when I was smoking, like I said, the anxiety would come up and there's no higher self to be found. It's just me, my silly little ego, and a substance that was no longer doing what I wanted it to do. So I think a lot of us, when we fall into this trap of escapism, we are seeking that higher self. We're seeking that voice and thinking that it's going to come from external place when really it was deep within you all along. You just kept piling shit and, and gunk on top of it so it didn't have space to breathe. And you're basically smothering that flame, that light, that truth within you. And it's not sustainable. When we rely on these external sources to provide that sense of comfort and validation and security and safety and and our connection to the divine. Now, I'm not saying there aren't external ways that we can connect to this higher self and spirit. There are plenty of other avenues we can take like exercise art and creativity, getting out in nature, even some plant medicines I think can be beautiful and helpful. But that balance and that proper guidance is really important because marijuana could be considered a plant medicine. But I think plant medicines are particularly useful when we already have that solid foundation, knowing that we have this divine truth within us. That's why working with plant medicine, I think, 
it's really important to have a guide or somebody who is really experienced guiding you on that journey. I think everything in moderation really is the key here because we want to be careful in not letting some external source smother what is going on within or replace what is going on within. Plant medicines can be beautiful to spark that within us or remind us that it's there, but it's not in place of it. Does that make sense? All of the wisdom, all of the truth that you need is already within you. It's in. It's literally written into your DNA from your ancestors and your spirit guides throughout your past lives, throughout history. We literally store memory within ourselves. I bet that everything that I am telling you right now, or when you listen to some other self-help, personal development podcast, you probably listen to it and you think, oh, I, I already knew this. It's just a beautiful reminder. Or I already knew this, but I never thought about it in that way. But it makes so much sense. It resonates, right? It sparks that inner fire as a reminder of the immense and expansive amount of wisdom that you have within your body and your mind and your soul. Oh my, it looks like we have a visitor on the podcast. You guys, my first ever guest. Here's Momo. Hopefully you can hear him purring. Okay, that's enough. He's scratching the (laughs) the mic filter, the pop filter. So if you find yourself falling into these escapism patterns or you find yourself avoiding responsibilities or avoiding your dreams because you're nervous or scared about pursuing them, you're nervous or scared about failure, I want you to look a little deeper and ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm trying to avoid? What is it that I'm escaping from? Because that is a good indicator that whatever is going on in your life It's not in alignment. So if nothing else, let escapism be your guide. Observe, pay attention to, and become deeply in tune with and aware of when you are escaping, why you're escaping, what is triggering you feeling that need to escape. Is it pure habit or is there a specific trigger? And as soon as you recognize what those triggers are and what is leading you to this path of escapism, oh my gosh, stop, Momo, things are going to start changing for you. It might happen slowly. You might not even notice it happening because it's just this very gradual shift, but it may happen really aggressively and really abruptly if you are asking and demanding, not just asking, but demanding the universe to help you change. Do you want food? Are you hungry? I'll be right back, you guys. Okay, I'm back and I just had a thought. I want to make sure I'm clarifying this, that escapism is not inherently bad or good. Escapism can actually be really good and helpful for your brain. Like I was saying, there are plenty of ways to escape art, nature, reading a good book, or just daydreaming. These can help us to cope in a healthy way with the stressors of life. But like when you're continuously blowing off your friends to play video games, or instead like only hanging out with certain people to partake in some certain illicit activity that's when it becomes a problem right when it starts to overpower being present in daily life so it's better to look at this as kind of two from two angles so there's the positive side of escapism which is like refueling and what works for you to refuel is going to look different from person to person depending on your personality whether you're introverted or extroverted etc and then the more negative side of escapism that we are kind of looking to escape from <laughs> escaping escapism 
is more like avoidance. So the concept of refueling changes the the language that we're using, which can help you shift your mindset, reinforcing the idea that it's about taking time to re-energize after spending it being productive and potentially navigating the stressors of daily life. But as I said, ask yourself what you're avoiding, what you're trying to escape from, and why you're doing so. Just these realizations will start to impact how you're living in your day-to-day life. And if you want help to get back on track and you tell God or tell the universe that that's what you want, like I said, they're going to make it happen for you. It's it's going to happen, whether gently or not so gently. That is up to you. For me personally, I'm a Leo sun. I have a tendency to be a fire fighter. I am very fiery. I am stubborn. My willpower is interesting in the way that like I will have the willpower to continue the way that I've been going about and wanting to make that work. But a lot of times it just doesn't work like that. To, to have different results, you need to take different actions, right? Insanity is doing the same action over and over again, expecting different results. And I've been stuck there. Anything worth doing is going to take some effort and might be a little bit of a struggle, but it's up to you and your mindset as to whether or not that struggle is something that's painful and a hindrance and you know, makes you not enjoy your life, or if you see it as an exciting challenge that can teach you so many lessons, ultimately help you grow and expand and become the best, most embodied, aligned, resonant version of yourself that you know is possible. If you're attempting to escape emotions for long, just keep in mind that reality always catches up with you. They are part of reality. Emotions are part of reality. And the sooner that you let yourself feel what you need to feel and process what you need to process, the easier it's going to be for you to get back to living a life full of joy. And it is so possible to do this. But a lot of us are trapped with these limiting beliefs that it's not possible. So ask yourself, where is that coming from? Accept your reality as it is. But recognize that it is so in your hands, in your power to change your reality and create the reality that you desire. There are so many different hats to choose from. Which one are you going to put on today? That's the question that I'm going to leave you with. What, what costume are you wearing? Wake up tomorrow morning and be that person that you want to be. It's really as simple as that. Sure, it may take some effort to do the action and create the project make the dream a reality, that doesn't mean it has to be some burden, unbearable weight experience that you can't even lift an inch off the ground because you're too scared to even try. I know I was a little blunt in this episode. I'm feeling fiery and straight up today, spitting facts out here. But I just want to like leave you with this reminder that you are worthy. You are worthy of what you desire You're just as worthy as anybody else on this planet. You're good enough. Go listen to the last episode. That'll make you feel good enough. I am so tired of witnessing myself, witnessing my loved ones, witnessing people in my life not chase their dreams, not go for their goals because they're just too scared. So they end up resorting to unhealthy escapism mechanisms that are not serving anybody. 
You have so many gifts to share with this world and it is your duty, it is your responsibility to share your vision, share your dreams, share your wisdom. Help your loved ones. Give them a hug. Like literally, there is somebody in this world who just looking at you, their day gets a little bit better. Just lean on that when you're feeling like everything is pointless. You are loved and you are worthy. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week. Let's make this these last couple of days of the month good ones and go into December with an attitude to to make a leave 2022 with a bang, you guys. 222. We're heading out. There's been lots of healing this year. Let me tell you that. Lots of soul searching, that's for sure. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Au revoir. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.